0: You're listening to Devotions with Pastor Daniel Williams, taken from the Redemption Church YouTube channel. Well, hey everyone, happy Tuesday or whenever you are seeing this. This is a little bit early for me in the week. I try to do about one or two devotionals during the week at the end of my week, but this week is a little bit different. We have my good friend Jason Sanchez, the director of the House of Blessing, coming in this week. They're going to do a lot of teaching at school chapels, at churches, meetings, Uh, and we have our golf tournament this Saturday. So this will probably be my only devotional this week, but I will make it a little longer just so you have some good content throughout your week. Plus, I'm going to upload the podcast, uh, the message from Sunday as well after this live devotional. So man, excited for you to be in God's Word with me today. And what I want to do today is look at uh, just uh, this topic of a gospel lens, how we see our world and where we're to see everything through the good news of Jesus Christ, especially as believers. Now, this is commonly known as a worldview. How do you view the world, the way you see and interpret the world around you? And I believe that God wants us as followers of him to view our world in light of him and of his glorious gospel, right? That he came, he loves, he cares, he died for our sin, he rose again, and he's coming back again. We should interpret life with this worldview, a biblical worldview. Now, many of you may not know this, but I actually wear contacts. I have horrible eyesight. I'm actually at a negative 10.5. In fact, I actually brought my glasses, so if you're watching on video, my kids make fun of me with these things on. Uh, It shrinks my head because my eyesight is so bad. It's so blurry because I have my contacts and glasses on right now. Um, But without my glasses or my contact lens, I can't see correctly. Um, It's dangerous for me. In fact, my wife can be sitting next to me only a few feet away and be making fun of me or, or making faces. And I won't see it clearly because my eyesight is that Bad. And I want to propose to you today that if we don't have a biblical frame view, a framework, or a way that we view life, it can actually be damaging for us. It can be bad. Uh, We won't see clearly the way God wants us to see. We need to look at the life uh, in light of Jesus and his gospel to see things clearly. Just how I would never drive um, without my glasses or my contacts, or even try to work or shoot a video or anything like that without the proper lens. Uh, we as Christians should not live this life without the proper lens of the gospel and who God is, his word, and his framework. Because if I try to drive without my glasses, I'm going to get hurt. And oftentimes, if we actually live this life without the lens of the gospel and who God is, we're going to get damaged and get hurt. Now, there are many verses that talk about this concept a biblical worldview or in light of God's glorious grace, we're to live this way. But We're to have the mind of Christ and his perspective. And the verse that stood out to me that I want to share with you today is from Psalm 36, verse 9. I read this verse and it just stood out to me. It was like I'd never read it before. Don't you love that about God's word as you're just reading through scripture? And that's what these devotionals are. As I'm reading and studying through scripture, I just sort of um, highlight the things that stood out to me to sort of pass it on to you. Um, And God just gave me some fresh insight with this verse And uh, I wanted to read it to you and share sort of this concept of a gospel lens, a biblical worldview, and how important it is that God gives us light to see. And we can see clearly as we live this life and it'll actually bring us a blessing. Psalm 36, 9 says, for with you is the fountain of life in your light. Do we see light? In your light do we see light. What a beautiful and simple reminder. God is the fountain or the source of life, right? He's the King of kings, the Lord of lords. In him, we have our being. He's preeminent. Jesus would give us and does give us eternal life, everlasting life. We can go to him and have an abundant life. We believe because of his gospel, we're given this abundant life, which brings blessing. And so the psalmist says, hey, for with you, you're the fountain of life. You're the source of life. But the second half of the verse really stood out to me. He says, in light, do we see light? Uh, it is only by God's light that we're able to see light or to see clearly. You may interpret this. Uh, the only way that we're able to see clearly in this life is by interpreting um Interpreting life through the gospel, seeing things through the mind of Christ, knowing who God is helps us to see clearly uh, and how ha- have gives us perspective. And we know that God's word is often referred to as light, right? Psalm 119, 105. Your word is a lamp into my feet and a light into my path. But Jesus, he is also the light. Uh, he's referred to as the living word, as light. John 1.9 tells us that the true light, which gives light to everyone, has come into the world. And so in order for us to see light, reality, right now, we have to view it through the lens of Jesus, through his coming, through the gospel, Jesus' is true light, and he gives light to everyone. Remember, he snatches from darkness into light, meaning if we don't include Jesus and his word in our understanding, in our view of this world, and how to deal with relationships, and how to deal with life and situations. We're not going to be able to see reality truly as it is. We're going to be walking around in darkness, and that is dangerous. And we're told as Christians to walk in light, as He is in the light. To walk in His world, uh, in in His word, and walk in this worldview—a gospel lens, filtering everything that we see. You know, many of you may not be able to. Uh, you know, be so blessed to have glasses or contacts. But a lot of us here in sunny South Florida, we have sunglasses, don't we? And the way that we have our, our Ray-Bans, our filters on, it affects the way we view reality. And so just like that sort of analogy, we shouldn't walk ignorantly and in light of God's truth to the reality of our lives. His light gives us light in this world. And we know that the enemy will try to blind our eyes and has blinded the eyes of those that aren't saved. 2 Corinthians four four says, The God of this world has blinded the minds of unbelievers to keep them from seeing the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ. But we, the redeemed, we have been snatched from darkness into light. And in God's light, we now see the light. We are supposed to view our life in lens darkness of this reality. So how, how do we do this? How do we do this? Well, by knowing the word of God, by allowing his word to enlighten our hearts, by knowing the gospel, by knowing Jesus himself, we're to saturate our minds in God's word, and it renews us. It transforms us, as Romans 12, 2 talks about. It, it, it transforms our mind and how we view things, situations. Even as we're studying through Exodus and talking about the wilderness, and having that light of the gospel through a trial is so important because we want to give up. We think God doesn't love us through it, but God reminds us he loves us through it, that he's kind, that, that, that this is not the end. And so when we take those truths into our reality, It enlightens us. And it isn't just about learning a doctrine, but understanding and applying the gospel in our everyday life, right? It's not theoretically about, oh, I'm just going to learn this Bible verse. No, it's understanding and applying the gospel to everything. And we need to see it more than just a doctrine, but we need to see it as a story, something we apply to our lives. Now, the gospel is also known throughout scripture as a story. Uh, The creation Fall, redemption, and renewal. This may be new to you in a concept, but it's sort of the meta story of Scripture. It's the long view of Scripture and what Scripture teaches about God and who He is. First, creation. We have a framework where God made everything and it was good. This isn't the way it's supposed to be because man sinned against God, rebelled, and now there's brokenness, sin. And that's what's called the great fall of man. Man sinned, and we now live in a broken world. And because of that sin, there is death. There's hurt, there's pain, there's suffering, but God in his great love brought redemption through Jesus, right? God so loved the world. He sent Jesus to save us. He died for our sin. He rose again and he's going to come. He redeems us and forgives us and he's going to come back again. And so there's a great renewal and hope and everlasting life in God. God will make all things new and he will rule and reign. And so when I mention the gospel, I don't just mention the, I don't just say the doctrine of, um, You know, Jesus came according to scripture, died according to scripture, and rose according to scripture. We need to know the whole meta-narrative or the whole story of scripture and how that applies to our life today. And the Bible gives us this grand story of the gospel, how God creates, how there's sin, there's fall, there's redemption and renewal. Um, And it helps us navigate the whole counsel of God with this overarching story and the implications of the gospel right now, today. And so you can also reframe this in sort of this mindset. Ought is can and will, right? Ought is can and will. Creation is what ought to be. God made something beautiful, perfect. It was creation. It was awesome. This is what ought to be. But fall, this is what is. Our life right now because of sin, we fell and humanity fell. But God can redeem it, restore it, and he does and will Renew it, renewal. So, what ought to be is God's perfect plan. What is, is man's broken plan or his world. What can be is redemption through Jesus, this good news. And what will be is the future with God and what he has for us. So, this biblical framework helps the stories of our life, helps us see reality today and gives us light in every situation that we face. Uh, Let me give you some examples just so that way you sort of can frame this and help see this uh, with work, the ought. Did you know God made us as uh, men and women to work, to create? This was before the fall. He wanted Adam to tend the garden and care for it. But because of the curse, right, what is, is now There's a there there's actually a curse on work and we strive and we struggle and it's hard and we don't like it as well. But through Jesus, he redeems. And so we can, through Jesus, still work today and work as unto the Lord as worship, because now God redeems that aspect of our life and everything we do, all that we do, including work can be now worship. And did you know for all eternity, what will take place is we will rule and reign with Christ for all eternity. And we will continue to work as worship. Let me give you another uh, example, marriage. What ought to be is God made marriage with a beautiful design. But what is today is sin entered in. And so there's a whole bunch of distorted, um, Realities and definitions of what marriage is, uh, or even if we should get married, or what all that may be. Sin entered in, it broke up that perfect design of one man uh, with one uh, one man with one woman for for uh, eternity. And so, what can be is through submitting to God and loving like He loves. Right? Instead of a broken relationship, you can actually have a, a wonderful relationship, a wonderful marriage, as you submit to God and love. Like, for example, if I love my wife as Christ loved the church and she submits as the church submits to God, it's going to be a beautiful relationship and it could be redeemed. And what will be in heaven is we'll have intimacy forever. And we don't even need the reality of marriage because we'll have intimacy and know people forever. Well, what about illness? Think about illness. What ought to be is perfect health. God made us as eternal beings and healthy but when sin entered in, it brought forth death and destruction, and this is what we have right now. We deal with cancer and illness and sickness, not because God wants to. No, it's because sin entered in. But Jesus can actually redeem us. He can redeem us and heal us physically, and as we walk with Him, and as we walk with Him, He'll actually walk with us in illness and actually mature us through, uh, through our illness. Even if He doesn't physically heal us now, He will. Physically heal us for all eternity, as we are promised resurrected lives, new bodies, and there will be no more pain, no more suffering, no more illness in heaven. Now you can keep on going with this mind, this mind frame, this uh, this ought is can and will right, um, man. With relationships, with social justice, with sexuality, with art, and it gives us a framework of how to view this life through the lens of the gospel. And when we do this, it helps us. It helps us in our suffering this isn't the way it's supposed to be but god can redeem our suffering and comfort us and restore us and we will suffer no more so we have the hope of heaven and you could just go down the list in line but it brings clarity as we actually have the lens of the gospel the implications of the gospel this good news and what god has said about reality so we need to saturate ourselves in god's word and his light and it will help us see clearly and that's what i wanted to talk to you about today just to be able to Take God's word and have the world view of what does God say in light of? this situation. And so I hope this helped. I hope it's a good reminder. I hope that you can sort of take that principle and apply it to the situations you're going through today. I would suggest you try that. What are the implications of the gospel? Because God loves me. He cares for me. I'm his son. I don't have to earn or prove myself to anyone else. I could live for him. There are so many beautiful implications of the gospel. And so just have the lens of the gospel, right? Uh, Allow yourself to be saturated in the word of God, Uh, Invite Jesus into your life, into your situation today of how you view things. And then, man, enjoy his presence. Enjoy his goodness. He is the fountain or the source of life. And as you look to his word, look to him, he'll give you light and perspective and it will bring hope, clarity, love, faith. It would just bring peace and joy to your life. These fruits of the spirit. And so God bless you guys. Uh, Again, I'm not going to get on here. Probably in another time this week, but I hope that was significant enough. There's some application for you to apply the gospel to sort of work that framework and looking forward to having Jason come and be with us, whether it be a mission trip meeting, raising funds for the house of blessing teaching. He'll be on a church this Sunday. We'll do. a lot of different stuff together, but we're just excited that we can continue to point you to God's Word, uh, whether it be through live devotion, Sunday services, guest speakers, whatever it may be. God bless you guys. Praying for you. Glad to connect on you on a on a Tuesday. This is my work, first day of work week. Wanted to be with you. I'm going to upload the podcast uh, in about an hour or so, so you can hear more of God's Word as well from our Sunday morning message, our Sunday night message. And uh, take care. I'm praying for you. Love you guys. Talk to you soon. Bye.